You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So uh, welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. On this episode, I am joined by Canadian international and Forge FC defender, Maxime Tissot. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, as I was just saying to you there before we came on that uh, you're the first Forge player I've had. I've been doing this for two years and uh, I've always been scared of the champion. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm biting the bullet and I'm, I'm being brave with this one. So I appreciate you coming on. We're a bunch of good guys, so you, you shouldn't be scared of us. Okay. We're a bunch of, yeah, we're very friendly. Oh, it's just on the pitch that you're kind of mean. All right, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, normally at the, the start of the show, we just do a couple of easier questions just to get in the flow of things. So uh, what's your favorite cheat meal? McDonald's. Love it. So what's, yeah. your, what's your go-to? I usually get a Big Mac with, uh, with the junior chicken on the side. So after a long, after a long trip, um, when we're away, when we're on the road for a long time, that's usually my pit stop for, uh, for getting home. Love it. Love it. it. (laughs) So, uh, uh, what's your favorite away stadium you've ever played in? Um, good question. I'd say, uh, that we, that I played with, well, against in, uh, in Costa Rica in champions league when I was playing with Montreal, uh, not the biggest stadium, but definitely the most hostile I've been in. They were throwing uh, you know, coins at us while we're warming up. I, I believe uh, our goalkeeper, Evan Bush, even received a toothbrush uh, <laughs> while he was going to take a goal kick. So yeah, it was a pretty, uh, pretty amazing experience. He doesn't have bad breath around like that though, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe that was the subtle message, but yeah, I think they were just throwing anything they could get their hands on uh, and someone brought a toothbrush, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't one of you guys on his team, was it? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no his his no, roommate. No. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, what's your favorite sports movie or book? Uh, sports movie or book? Um, I'll go with a show uh, just because I only watched it recently. Ballers, the football nice. show. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I got into that. I, I got into football actually last year. So, um, I, I watched the show at the same time. So I'd say, yeah, first one that love, comes to mind. Love it. And then the last one of these, uh, your favorite team growing up. Oh, uh, you know what? I didn't really have a, a favorite team growing up. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually didn't catch a lot of soccer on, uh, on, on TV when I was growing, growing up. Uh, but I'd say now I enjoy watching city play, which is kind of a boring answer, but uh enjoy that watching them and I, i'm a big ronaldo fan so uh, wherever he goes i try to catch some of the games so okay. yeah so so you city and united that's uh don't know how you're going to explain that yeah it's a weird people. mix i'm not <laughs> but like i said i'm not really a a fan of a, a diehard fan of a team i just enjoy watching the games and i like the way city play i guess and i watched the the prime uh documentary on them so uh yeah love it Love it. So um, we were just kind of chatting beforehand. Uh, you've been kind of been out for a little bit with an injury. So how's the recovery going? And uh, when do you think we can see you back in the CPL? Uh, recovery is going well. So I had a minor surgery September the 8th. Uh, so it's been roughly six weeks. Uh, hoping to get back to playing when um, when the guys come back from this trip. So uh, around the 25th, I'd like to be fully training with the team. Um there's still uh, some stuff that's bothering me, so I, I didn't want to force it. Uh, I was supposed to come back into training uh, roughly a week ago, and I, it didn't feel right. So 
Uh, I decided to wait it, wait it out a little bit. So hopefully um, maybe get some minutes against Montreal if everything goes well in, uh, in the Canadian Championship against my old team. That would be nice. Uh, but kind of going day by day and seeing how I feel. I don't want to rush into it because that's kind of what I did uh, during, during the, this season. And I aggravated uh, this injury again and again and ultimately had to get surgery. So taking my time now. Yeah, it's, it seems that footballers, it's always kind of your instinct to get back as quick as possible because you want to get your place back. But uh, sometimes your body's like telling you to uh, take it down. And yeah, there. yeah, absolutely. And you know what, with with this year being, uh, you know, with with the pandemic and everything, like when the guys go away on a trip, this was basically my my only social time was with was with the guys. Obviously, things have eased up a bit, but, uh, you know, when the guys leave, leave for a long period of time, I'm just basically alone doing my workouts and. Uh, I play a team sport for a reason, right? So uh, I think that's that's another part why guys kind of rush and, and don't want to let the, the guys down. But on um, this one, you know, post-surgery, I want to really uh, be back and, and, and stay healthy once I, I'm back. So um, erring on the side of caution and, and progressing uh, day by day. Nice. Um, so you're, you're sitting in third spot now in the CPL with two games in hand. Uh, so like, how's the squad feeling? Uh, what's, what's the mood in the squad coming into this last part of the season? The mood's pretty good. Uh, obviously we have uh, a couple of, uh, of other competitions that are going on at the same time. Uh, no one that um, has us traveling uh, in, in, in far places. So uh, obviously we, with, with the failures, I guess we could call it failures that we had last year where, we were uh, a win short of qualifying for Champions League. I think we uh, we really want to get into Champions League this year. That's uh, you know one of our, our closer goals now with with the game coming up now. Uh, obviously, we'd like to win against an MLS side, uh, and we have the chance to do that against Montreal. It'll be tough, but you know we uh, we're playing at home, and uh, I guess we all we all like our chances here. And uh, obviously, with with the league, it's a bit different because <clears throat> we want to qualify for the playoffs. We obviously want to finish first and have uh, you know home advantage um, uh, with, with whoever we play in, in the semifinal and ultimately in the final if we qualify for that. Um, so there's like three goals going on at the same time. So I think the team is extra motivated and it allows us to play a bit more soccer and allowed us to play a, a lot longer than other teams last year. So um, so yeah, a lot going on I guess at, at Forge right now. So so like just speaking about the uh, the, the the Champions League and the. Um, the CONCACAF League. What's that experience been like for you? Because obviously, you to, like last season, you had to play like every game away from home. Uh, this season, you've yeah. obviously had a chance to, to play at home. But I mean, what, what what's it been like in terms of, A, the quality of football that you're playing because you're playing against much more established teams and, and B, you're playing way more, like all the CPL teams are complaining about how many games they have to play and how tightly packed the schedule is. But like you guys have like, way more than that right so you guys have a, an actual right to moan about it so yeah yeah so we have we'll have at least six extra games uh than everyone else um well you know i think we have a deep squad i think that helps us we have a lot of rotation that can be uh that can be done within the squad uh but yeah it's been it's been a great experience honestly uh you know last year was a bit different with uh we were playing a game pretty much every month uh you know from from the end of the of the final in the in the bubble in PEI to the first game of of, uh, of Concacaf, I think we had a month. Um, so it was kind of weird to uh, kind of stop and go all the time, and we had to quarantine when when we came back from these long trips. And so it was a, it was a bit weird last year, but it was a great experience. You know what we uh, we got to see you know parts of the world that um, that we don't really see often. And uh, you know for the for the last couple of games we were uh, 
in Dominican Republic. That's where we played uh, the, 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 the Haitian team. And uh, it was just you know, a fun time. We're at a, a nice resort. So it was just cool to you know, live uh, and have to travel when everyone else is kind of stuck at home. So that was a bit of a, a, a weird experience. But I, I think our team gains a lot of playing in these games and then coming back to CPL. I think we... We gain a lot of experience, and it shows when once we play uh, CPL opposition. So, um, I think everyone's really, um, really happy with what we're doing, and I think uh, uh, ultimately our goal this year is to qualify for Champions again. We're we're around the way, essentially, of, of qualifying, and then we could win uh, Concacaf League uh, with with some extra games here. So, uh, things are th- things are looking good for us this year. Yeah, I mean, like like for the rest of the like, I I obviously support Halifax as I, I live here, but like the league being so new and you guys being able to go so far in these kind of, uh, in this kind of championship thing, it, it just looks so good for the league. Uh, it are, does. Are, are you guys surprised about uh, like how well you're able to do or like, is it like, do you, do you all have that belief in you that you were going to be able to do, to do it anyway? Oh, I think we, we all have that belief. Uh, I, I think we have to, right. Um, you know, it's a, it's a 90 minute game or it, it's between two games now this year with, uh, you know, anything can happen. And it's it's a great experience to go down there and, and play play these games. Obviously, there's a restricted amount of fans sometimes when we play uh, down in these places. But it, it's been a tremendous experience. And now I think in 2023, I believe there's a second CPL team that can qualify. So, you know what, maybe that stems from uh, them seeing the competition that, that Forge brings and, uh, you know, bringing a, sec- a second team would just be beneficial for the league. And I, I, I firmly believe that a second team should uh, be able to participate. So, it's just good stuff for Canadian soccer in the end. Um, you know, whether you support Forge or any other team, I think uh, seeing a, a Canadian team with mo- mostly Canadian players p- perform against against good, you know, good opposition in, in good countries, um, I, I think it's just a testament to how the game has grown and how the game is growing in Canada. So you, you kind of mentioned there about the Canadian Championship and uh, obviously you've got um, a connection being like you're, you were at Montreal, like basically since you were a kid, pretty much. So, yeah. Uh, what's what's your feelings yourself going into that game? Is it got that special thing where you're going to be like up for it and uh, kind of put one over them, or it's like it's going to be such a? It just feels like it's going to be a great occasion for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of a mixed feel, mixed feeling right now, just because I don't know if I'll be back from from injury. Um, like I said, I don't want to force it. If if I if I'm not able to go, I won't. I won't, I won't try to force it and, and risk aggravating this injury. Um, but yeah, it's obviously a special moment. Um, you know, I was at the club for seven years, uh, four years with the academy and three with, uh, with the first three and a half years with the first team. Uh, you know, I think still to this day, I'm one of the academy players that played the most minutes. Uh, ultimately, I'm the one that scored the first goal for the team from, from the academy. So um, yeah, it was my, my boyhood club. You know, I, I probably should have mentioned Montreal when you said, uh, team that I supported since I was young, because uh, I did. I, obviously, but my, I don't know. Naturally, my my head went to to clubs in Europe. Uh, but yeah, it's been my you know the club that I've supported for for a long time, and um, it'll be a special game. I don't know if I'll be able to play in it. Ho- hopefully, I will. But um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I was pretty happy when uh, when I saw that we would play Montreal. Um, now we'll just have to see if I'll be able to play. Hopefully, like you, uh, Forge are winning like four 0 and he can come on for that last five minutes. Just to... yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah, so, maybe put in the fifth one at the end or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. So, like, um, you know, Pacific did really well. They beat uh, the Whitecaps. Halifax had Montreal on the ropes a little bit here. Yeah, so, yeah. 
So, so are you are you guys going into that game like like uh, with the belief that you can cause an upset and get into the final? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, again, we're playing at home, so I think that's to our advantage. Um, I think everyone will be extra motivated that we're, we're playing an MLS opposition. Um, you know what? I think uh, you know younger players in this league ultimately want to go to MLS, right? That's that's probably one of their main goals, or go to Europe. So um, that's your way to perhaps prove yourself, right? So. Uh, I think our guys will be will be extra motiv- motivated for the for the game, and um, it's ninety minute game. You you never know what can happen. I I, I actually watched Halifax uh, Montreal game, and it was pretty close until I think the 89th, where Balou scored uh, yeah, yeah the talk. second goal. Yeah, sorry to, to bring back <laughs> bad memories. Yeah, but I, I watched also watched the Whitecaps against Pacific, and uh, kind of the same thing. It's just great to see CPL teams match uh, match the intensity and match the level of these uh, MLS teams. I know it's some. The MLS teams sometimes play, you know, players that play a bit less. And I've been, um, I've been in that situation in Montreal where uh, I played a bit more minutes in the Canadian Championship. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good opportunity for for their younger players and for our players to showcase uh, the talent that we have. So, so you you won two Canadian Championship yourself. So, yeah, um, is is Bobby like tapping you up for some tips on what he needs to do to to win it or (laughs) (laughs) no no he he isn't I think he knows he knows pretty well what he's doing uh he's a great coach and he has a great staff with him um uh he's just worried about me uh getting back to fitness and getting back to to being healthy again so uh, I'll let him do the coaching and uh (laughs) I'll worry about my injury (laughs) so so speaking of like Bobby like obviously he's like a very iconic figure already in the CPL, like and yeah. him, him growing the beard really added to it. And he's got the, you know what I mean? Like, but um, like on a day-to-day basis, like what, what sort of a manager is he? I, I kind of always find this fascinating because you've obviously got different types. You've got the analytical guy, a little bit like Guardiola. Guardiola. You've got the kind of guy that likes to be on the training pitch every day and getting involved and, and mucking in. What type of guy is, uh, is Bobby as a manager? He's, um, he's a very good coach, very good tactically. Um, you know, we have different ways of playing depending on the opposition and, and, and different, yeah, um, ways of attacking, ways of defending um, that we, we've learned. You know, we've had pretty much the same team uh, over these three years. Uh, obviously, I was added last year and we added a couple extra pieces this year, but the core has remained the same. So it's, I think it's easier to implement his style and, and what he wants to do because we've known him, well, we, the, most of the players have known him for so long. Um, I think it's easy for him to, you know, have these three or four different schemes that we can do and, and tactics that we could do. And on the, on the player side, I think he's, he, he's great. I, I haven't seen much managers in my career that are good tactically and player-wise, and I think he's one of the better ones. Um, he knows what to say, uh, knows how to talk to every player differently. Um, and, you know, if I just take my, my personal situation, I'm one of the older guys in the league, one of the older guys on the team, and just the way he interacts with me, I, I appreciate a lot. You see that he... Um, you know, respects the, the career that I've had and respects uh, my opinions and, and the way that I'm thinking. So, um, you know, as a player, I think everyone wants to be respected. And then I, I definitely feel that from, from Bobby and his staff. Nice. So um, just in, in terms of uh, the coaching staff there, obviously you guys, uh, like David Edgar retired, who would have been a big figure, mm-hmm. obviously with the name he had in Europe and came back to the league. Um, what was it like, uh, f- like having him transition from being your teammate to then being a coach? Like, was it, did he have like a, a sit down and say like, I'm, I'm one of the big boys now, or like what, what was the transition like? And uh, how, how's he actually, how's he doing? 
Was He's, uh, you know what? He did that transition pretty well. Um, you know, he'll sometimes even, you know, if we're missing numbers in training, he'll train with us sometimes and he can still play, obviously. Um, but he, he did it pretty well. I think he, uh, he's a person that oozes respect to you. You, you kind of own that respect with the, with the career that he's, that he's had, whether he's a coach or a player. I think uh, everyone on our, team's, uh, on our team really respects him. He's one of the guys that I hung out with most last year. Him and Kyle Becker are the older guys and uh, the guys that I, that I would, uh, you know, spend, spend more time with. And uh, to see him now become a coach and seeing how, many, how he's grown only in those, those few months since we, we started uh, playing games is, is great. Um, you know, I think he'll have a very successful coaching career. Um, whether it be at Forge or anywhere else. Um, I think this was a good role for him in the, in the first year where he's kind of the link between the coaching staff and the players because he still thinks as a player because he's been, you know, uh, only retired for, for less than a year. So um, I think it's good to have uh, someone like that on the, on the, on the staff that uh, kind of still thinks like a player and, and brings that uh, aspect to, uh, to the staff. I, I, just, I just have this uh, vision of, the three older guys, like you're sitting there with your pipe and slippers after the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, not about- quite, but we, uh, <laughs> we talk folks. a lot about, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, everything forge, everything around the league, everything you know, soccer generally. Um, yeah. He's still, uh, yeah. He'll still come talk to me and Bex and, uh, you know, have a, have a chat, talk about, you know, day-to-day stuff. Uh, so it, it's been good. And obviously when he's on the field and he comes to you and talks to you as a coach, or even when he was a player and, he would, you know, come and really a message to me. I, I would still take it the same way. I, I have a, the utmost respect for him. I had the chance to play with him in the national team as well. Um, so, yeah, like you said, with the pedigree that he's, that he's had uh, in his playing career, um, I think we're just, we're just lucky to have him around. There's one thing people will say about, about Forge um, is that you guys, like, know how to grind out a result when you need it. Um, yep. like, like the game against Halifax here a couple of weeks ago when you kind of you needed to come back with a win you just grounded out 1-1-0 and just kind of stopped us from playing so it's is that kind of like grit and determination does that stem down from Bobby or is it like you guys like I mean like yourself like Kyle Becker and stuff like that like who just had that force about them that just pushed it, the, the team forward but what's the the kind of secret I guess to the success uh it's a good question um I think it's a bit of both. Um, I, you know, I think we have, you know, players uh, that will, uh, you know, if, if a game gets tough or we need a result, I, I, I feel like we have the players around and uh, to, 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 to get a result. Um, and I feel that we've uh, kind of started that a bit last year uh, with, you know, the, the bubble tournament where pretty much every game was, was a must win or you needed points out of it. And then when you got to the, the final round, you know, every game mattered because, a loss could hurt you a lot and in, in ultimately not getting into the finals. So I think it started there and then it, you know, got a bit better with CONCACAF league with all the games that we had last year. So we have experience with those kind of games. Uh, I think more experience than uh, other CPL teams. So I think, uh, yeah, if we have to put our foot down and I, I think throughout the league, we're kind of known as a team that likes to play and likes to do this or that. But when again, game gets tough, I think we're one of the best, if not the best team at really, you know, grinding results out, like you said, and, and yeah, getting the points that we need. Um, and I think that's that's probably our strong suit, honestly. Uh, you know, when a game gets tough and when we can't really play or if a pitch is too narrow or not, you know, uh, if there's a lot of bounces in, in the ball, you know what? We'll we'll find a way to, you know, get the ball down and, and defend and and try to get you on the counter or something something. So um yeah, I think it's it's it speaks to the the testament of Forge. So uh, this kind of questions for all the other teams uh, in the CPL. 
what's the North Star Shield like? Uh, nobody else has seen it apart from you guys in Hamilton. So, <laughs> is it a nice trophy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have it. Uh, we have the the two uh, the two trophies hanging in the locker room. Um, so it's all, always good to to see and, and and you know for players coming in as well, right? There's a there's a standard that needs to be to 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 be to be yeah to be um, accounted for. So uh, I think we we have that and. You know, with new players coming in, I think we've we kind of shown um, the way to to behave and act like a Forge player. So yeah, there's um, there's there's a lot that comes into being a Forge player. I think, and uh, I think everyone takes it pretty well and uh, has the most respect for for the two trophies that we've won. Uh, I only personally won won only one with with the team, but uh, it's it's good to to have them around and and know that you know that would that's what it means to be a Forge player. We go for them every year. Love it. I love it. Um... For yourself, I mean, like, I've always asked this about Cana- the Canadians as well, like, because obviously it's a hockey country and all that kind of stuff. So where did your love affair with football come from? Because you said that you didn't really get to watch much TV, uh, football on TV and stuff like that. So where did your love of the game come from? Uh, good question. Um, I think it came from from playing at school, honestly. Uh, just, yeah, something I was, uh, you know, I saw kids doing and I, I kind of wanted to play. And, you know, my one of my first memories, actually, it was, uh, I was with my dad at the cottage. I was probably six or seven years old, maybe even younger than that. And uh, we were playing uh, in the winter on the ice. So we, our cottage is in front of the lake. So we're playing soccer on the ice and he kept dribbling me and I couldn't understand like, well, how is he doing this? Like, this is, this is crazy. So I just gave it a shot and it actually worked. And I scored a goal. And I remember going back to school. I was super excited to show kids my new move. And then, yeah, I guess I kind of became uh, better at it and uh, probably asked my parents to, to put me in a team and yeah, it started from there. And then, uh, yeah, I could kick the ball far and, and, and all that stuff. So I ultimately, uh, went from, you know, playing in my, uh, in my city to playing regionally to provincially and all that stuff. And yeah, it, it kind of goes fast here. I am today, you know, my ninth year pro, uh, it goes really fast, but, uh, it's been, it's been a hell of a ride and, um, hopefully I can keep, keep it going for, for a few years still. I think that's the most Canadian thing I've ever heard playing, playing soccer on the ice. I, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's a new sport. We'll see at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> so, so, so how were you, how were you scouted then by, uh, by Montreal? Like how did you get, get into the academy? When I was 14, uh, I made the provincial team. Uh, well, actually when I was 13 and they started um, a program, I don't remember the name in English, uh, but I actually went to that program. Rigi went there, Alessandro Rigi, uh, Jeremy went there. There's a few, few players that went there. So it's basically you go to school in the morning, play soccer in the afternoon, but this was a provincial thing. So I had to move away from home, uh, move away to Montreal when I was 14 years old and, and wow. be in a, a billet family. Uh, so I did three years of high school there. And yeah, it was basically go to school in the morning, finish your days at you know five uh, 5.30, I think, uh, with, with soccer and school and stuff. So it was a big dedication back then. And especially being away from home at 14 years old, my, my parents... Uh, especially my mom was kind of uh, you know, didn't want me to go there and want me to stay at home, which is normal, right? I was only 14, but that's where it kind of started. And then uh, three years later, when I was 17, uh, Montreal, the Montreal Impact Academy, um, they had a reserve team called uh, the Trois-Rivières, L'Attaque de Trois-Rivières. So uh, yeah, so in French, so <laughs> we, um, they, they picked younger players for, for that year in 2009. So I was part of the, those players. I made that team uh, that year. And then, uh, you know, the academy that, that we know now was installed in 2010, I believe, or 2011 uh, with all the younger youth teams. But 
yeah, we were essentially the U21 team. Um, and we officially moved to Montreal. And then in uh, 2012, I practiced a bit with, with the first team when Jesse Marsh was there. And uh, in 2013, I did preseason with them. And Marco Chalabam uh, uh, really liked what I, what I showed. So they offered me a contract at the end of preseason. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it started young. I'd say when people ask me the story, I kind of start when I was 14 years old when I decided to move uh, to Montreal for soccer. I think that's where... Uh, the big sacrifices started and uh yeah my parents did a lot listen i had to they had to drive me uh there on the on the, on the sunday pick me from uh, the bus station on on the fridays had games to play all over the place in montreal over the weekends and stuff like that so they did uh, wow. they did a lot of work so i owe a lot to them so so what was it like then making your debut then i think you came on for like five or ten minutes uh, i think did you replace marco devoya or something like that uh, yeah i did i did like, yeah like, first of all what a player to replace and then second of yeah. all like, what, did it feel like all of it was worth it just for that moment? It was for sure. Uh, so funny enough, we were supposed to play on April 13th, that game, but there was a big snowstorm and April 13th was uh, my birthday is my birthday. So uh, my parents would obviously come to every game in Montreal, uh, you know, whether I play or not, they were just, you know, massive supporters. And, and um, so they decided to make the trip up and then, uh the game was moved to april the 14th and my mom was kept kept telling me you're for sure going to play it's your birthday blah blah blah, blah. and uh, she was right yeah so marco got uh injured took a knock at the end of the game and um i, I was called i was you no know, warming up i didn't think much of it i didn't know i was going to play and i got called in and it kind of happened fast i was you know uh in the academy i played as a defender but uh i subbed in as a as a winger for that game for the last five minutes we were uh, hold, holding a draw against against Columbus, which was a good, we're a good team. So, yeah, it kind of happened fast. You kind of don't really know uh, what happens until the end of the game. You're like, oh wow, I just play my first minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it happened fast, but yeah, yeah replaced Marco Devaio. Nesta was playing, I remember. Um, so yeah, it's just great memories overall. Holy God, man, that's that's incredible. Like I just yeah, I, yeah blow your mind away. So like speaking of legends, uh, like I'm from Ireland and. Uh, you played against uh, Irish legend uh, Robbie Keane uh, um, when he was at the Galaxy. Yeah. So I, I just have to ask you, what was it like uh, playing against him? Did he still have that kind of sharpness? Like, was he like a, a annoying to play against? <laughs> what was it like to play he, against him? Uh, he was really good. I, I in my first year I didn't play much, uh, but I remember starting away in LA. Uh, I don't believe he started the game, but I remember there's one uh, play where he got the ball, kind of cut inside and cut back and then tried to chip our keeper. And I was like, Whoa, like <laughs> I was really impressed by them. It's just stuff you don't see every day. Right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Tremendous player. And, you know, he lit up the league. He was, uh, you know, one of the bigger, the bigger names that came and, and had a tremendous success. And yeah, he was a, uh, he was a great, great player. Yeah. So I, yeah. I remember that, that play distinctively. And this was nine years ago, eight years ago. So yeah. yeah. Uh, he moved to the galaxy. I know I'm from Ireland. So I just had to ask you, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> So, so like from from Montreal, uh, you went to you had one game I think at DC, and then you uh, went to I, I think then you were at the the Deltas in San Francisco, yeah, yeah, NASL championship. But it just seemed like a crazy time because you won the championship, and then it was like three or four days later they folded uh, the team, if I remember correctly. So yeah, so what 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 was that like? I mean, like it's just so bizarre that you're like on one minute you're celebrating, and the next thing like you don't have a job. Like, yeah, it was a uh, it was a, a weird year. Uh, like like you said, I played one game in this DC that year, uh, so that's how my my year started. I went uh, 
So I was, I was with the Fury in, in ASL in 2016. So I got, I got let go by Montreal in, in the summer of 2016. Went to play games with, with Ottawa, which was truly beneficial for, you know, for the rest of my career. It's, it's the first time in my professional career that I played steady games uh, week in, week, week out. So uh, that allowed me to make the push and try to go back to MLS, which was uh, always my goal. Um, so went on trial with them and uh, got a contract with them. And then team wasn't doing too well. And I, I was, a uh, I don't know if you know the rule, but in, in, in MLS, uh, Canadians in American teams count as uh, internationals. Uh, so with the team not doing so well, uh, I was asked to <laughs> kindly leave and, and, and make a, a room for, for a bigger player. And ultimately that year they got Wayne Rooney. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was, I was asked to, to leave and, 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 um, yeah, ended up in, in San Francisco. Uh, got there in May. Um, you know, I knew a few guys on the team. Didn't know much about um, the team, though, because it was a new team. Uh, but I heard great things from from the guys that were there. And they actually announced to us in July that the team was likely going to fold. So we played four months knowing damn well that we weren't going to be back. Um, so that was kind of weird. But at the same time, I think with the group of players we had, we it, it was kind of one of those where, you know what? Let's just try to have the most fun here. Try to get a play well, get a, a, another contract. Let's just try, try to win the thing. Like, why not, right? So, uh, and it allowed us to, you know, explore the city a little bit more just because we knew it was going to be our last year there. And yeah, ultimately we won the game. And it was crazy because we didn't have many fans during our home games, like maybe a couple thousand. And then for the last two games, for the semi-final and the final, well, I think we had a, a packed house. So we kind of showed that soccer could work in, in San Francisco if it was you know, marketed uh, the right way. Uh, so hopefully there'll, there'll be a team, um, you know, in USL or something at, at some point. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great experience. And yeah, winning the league just, you know, it was a cherry on top. But uh, I have great memories of, of my time with the Deltas. It was, it was a lot of fun. So you're, you're kind of the, the team falls. So what, what do you do to get yourself another gig? Like, like what, what was your... Did you go to like indeed.com and like look and see if there's any, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, I was kind of fortunate, you know, uh, so Julian de Guzman uh, became the GM of, of the Fury or in, in USL that year. And, uh, you know, since I knew that we were going to fold uh, pretty early, I think, you know, people got uh, kind of found out that, you know, GMs and coaches of other teams kind of found out that the, the Deltos wouldn't be around for the, for the next year. So I think, uh, it allowed you know certain players and certain GMs kind of uh, get get players early from from the deltas, and I think that's kind of what happened with with my situation. I kind of knew um, towards the end of that year, we we finished in November. I kind of knew that was there was a good chance that I'd uh, end up in Ottawa, which is you know my 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 home. I'm, I'm right across the river in, in Gatineau, in Quebec. So um, yeah, it was I think it was good to know that you know I I could uh, you know I had that going into the the next couple of years and. Um, but yeah, it was kind of weird. I, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of our players actually retired after that year and it's just tough, right? You, you move away to, to a different city and then everything's, everything collapses in, in less than a year. It's just, you know, the, the hardships of being a professional soccer player. But, um, for me, for myself, it was a great experience and uh, I hold nothing but, but good memories from that time. I love it. I think at the, at the Fury, you played alongside, uh, Charlie Ward and Aiden Daniels and yeah, I've, I've yeah. had them on the show and um, Charlie especially like talks so so well about his time in Ottawa in that that final yeah. section before they folded. How was your time there? Uh, what, did you enjoy like being back in the in the capital? 
I did. I did. Mine was a bit uh, weird because I tore my ACL uh, my first year back. Um, I had built, been dealing with a quad injury for most of, of preseason and, and the beginning of the season. And I think my second game back, I, I tore, uh, tore my ACL. So, um, you know, for roughly a year and a half, I was injured out of my two years there. Uh, but it was, it was, you know, a tough time for me to, to find out that the club was folding. That, that was my second club in three years that uh, was shutting up shop. And, you know, I was just disappointed for, you know, for, for fans in Gatineau and in Ottawa that couldn't have a team. I didn't know, obviously, that Atletico Ottawa would show up a few months later. But, um, yeah, it was just a tough time to see the Fury go and, and you know, me being back home and wanting to get away from from all the, the politics and all the stuff that was happening with teams holding in, in USL and in the NASL. I thought I was going to get away from that with coming into Canada, but uh, obviously it didn't happen. But you know what? I'm happy to be at Forge now and um, – I'm happy there was a team in Ottawa. I think it was very important. So, uh, yeah, I, had, I have great memories of my time with Ottawa. Uh, it's just sad to see the Fury go at the end. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it just seems to be part of life in North American football that, like, the, the, the leagues are kind of volatile. Like, uh, like I had uh, Jeremy on the show, too. Um, yeah. And he was at, like, St. Louis, like, last year, and that team folded. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was at the Fury, obviously. And I said to him, I was like, like, please don't make the wonders. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, so I just think it's part of the life of a footballer here in North America that, like, you know, owners come in and then it just, I, I don't think stuff ever works out the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, but, like, outside of, outside of football, because obviously, like, football is your life, but I'm sure it's not the be-all and end-all of everything. Like, but what, what's your interest outside of football? Like, do you have any hobbies or interests? Like, what, what kind of, apart from football, what kind of motivates you? Yeah, well, I started, uh, you know, because you said a soccer career isn't eternal. Um, you know, I don't know if I want to step into coaching afterwards. Uh, that's something I haven't decided yet. I'm, I'm following the my coaching courses right now, but uh, I don't know if it's something I want to pursue uh, as a full-time job. So um, I'm actually uh, working towards becoming a financial advisor. Uh, so I started that uh, earlier this year. So I'm working part-time now from, uh, from Hamilton with... Um, with a firm that's here in my hometown in Gatineau. Uh, so that's been, that's been great. Uh, just learning the ropes and uh, it's always something that I uh, know fan- financial planning has always been something that's uh, interested me just because I think with our careers being so short, I, I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, we, we make a decent amount of money. At, at, I made a decent amount of money at a young age. So I wanted to invest that and I didn't have much, m- many things to buy and m- many expenses. So I tried to put my money away and, and save it. So I think it kind of goes along with, with financial advising. And I, I invested in real estate um, at a younger age as well. Um, I, I got into it. I was 23 years old. Uh, I've, t- I've taken courses a bit on it now. I own uh, a couple buildings with my parents. Um, so wow. it's always been something that, uh, that interests me. Um, and obviously I want to, I want to do a bit more in real estate, uh, but it's just, it came from the idea that, uh, you know, I knew I was going to move a lot probably with, with soccer and, I couldn't really buy a house. And I think that's ultimately everyone's dream is to buy a house and, and settle down and have a family. And I knew I couldn't, I probably couldn't do that until a later age. So I was like, well, you know what, instead of buying a house, I should buy an income property. And it started like that. And I gradually learned a bit more and more. And uh, yeah, um, I'm hoping to get a bit more serious with it uh, with time, but I'm, I'm pretty happy where I'm at now with, uh, with investing with my parents. Uh, obviously, as you said there, like when you're, you're a young guy and you, you were getting some money in your pocket, like, like from, from, from a player perspective, like are, are you taught what to do with this money or 
Is it just like away you go? Because you hear so many stories of players, especially in NFL and stuff like that, they just blow their money and they just they just yeah pissed up against the wall to be to, to coin a phrase. But I mean, so, so would that also be something that would interest you? Like like when you're finished helping younger players with the financial decisions that they that they, they oh for sure make? for sure. Um, you know what with. Yeah, you hear stories about, yeah, NFL players, I think is a big one. Um, I haven't seen it that much, though, with soccer. I think uh, I think we're pretty aware of, of what's going on, and, and we know that a, a career isn't eternal. And when, listen, uh, when I said I made a decent amount of money, I wasn't making millions here. Like, I was just, you know, making more money than I had, way, way more money than I had to spend, right? So, um, and I think, you know, the, the people that I've hung around, and I, I talked to a few MLS players, I think they're kind of going along the same lines where, you know, they're, they're making decent money now and they try to save as much as they can uh, to, yeah, for, for retirement and whatever they want to do afterwards. Um, but yeah, it would be definitely be something I'd want to do, you know, uh, help out players in, in CPL or in MLS that um, that need fi- financial uh, guidance. Uh, you know, in CPL, we're, we're not even paid for 12 months out of the year. So uh, how do you manage that as a, as a young player, as an older player, right? Uh, so that would be something I'd like to, to help players with for sure. Um, yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, as you said, like I mean, obviously they're they're trying to get a union together to try and help players out and like you know make sure that people are a little more financial uh, financially secure in in the role and stuff yeah. like that. So so basically, what you're saying is that any CPL player that has any questions about finance, they can contact you for free, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have <laughs> I don't have my licenses now. But, uh... Yeah, in a couple of years they could. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? I it's it's kind of tough sometimes when when you have a financial advisor or someone helping you out because they don't really know your situation, right? Uh, it's kind of hard for someone to comprehend uh, that you're only going to make this amount for for maybe five or six years, and and where are you going to be next year? Well, I don't know because I don't have a I don't have a contract. So okay, so what are you going to do? People don't really understand if you're not in it, right? So I think myself being involved in it and having you know, moved around different leagues. I think I know pretty well how, how a player can feel and how, how the, the, the money situation can, can be with, with professional soccer players, especially in lower leagues. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if anyone has any questions, I'd, I'd be happy to help. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I'm, I don't have my licenses yet, so I'm not officially a financial advisor, but uh, I, could, I could give uh, the Maxim so advice uh, for sure. <laughs> Okay, awesome. I'll probably send you. I'll probably send you over my finances after this. Uh, so, so, so uh, the I, I really appreciate you giving me so much time, man. It's amazing. Um, but uh, the final question I always ask everybody in the show: You're going to play in a five-a-side tournament from the players you've played with. Who makes your team? Uh, you don't have to. Some people don't include a goalkeeper. We love goalkeepers on this show, so you can include them if you want to. Uh, so yeah, away you go. I'll go. Um... Piatti, Drogba, uh, Nesta. It's pretty good, huh? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I'll go Devayo as well. And um, I feel like I need another defender here. Uh, I'll go Matteo Ferrari. I, I just like this. Well, I'll go with Matteo. <laughs> like, well, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Oh man! On top of my head, it's a, it's a pretty decent squad, I think. Yeah, I I, I think that is probably one of the better ones, uh, the best one we probably had. To be fair, for you, <laughs> so there you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you just recap the the team for me, if you don't mind? So, uh, Piatti, Drogba, Nesta, Devayo, and Ferrari. 
Jesus Christ. Um, so uh, where can people find you on social media if they want to follow what's happening with your career and uh, what's happening with Forge? I, my, I think my Twitter handle, my Instagram handle, handle are Maxint, so, so my name. So first name, last name. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't post a lot, but uh, for the limited amount of, that I post, uh, you can happily watch and follow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So uh, I, um, well, I hope you have a speedy recovery, man. I hope that you get thank back you, to that. You. I hope you get back for that Montreal game because it'd be uh, awesome to see. And I, I yeah. really hope that he's, uh, he's beat them. So, um, man, thank you so much for all the time. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, maybe like tell some of your Forge friends to come on the show so I can get some more people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Don't be shy. <laughs> I feel like a lot of, a lot of guys would, would ha- be happy to come on the show. It's, it's great to have uh, you know, a Canadian podcast that follows uh, Canadian soccer, CPL soccer. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that if you contact Nico, uh, you, could, uh, you could get a, a few players on the show for sure. Love it, man. I'll put in a good word. I'll put in a good I, word. I, I really appreciate that. And I'll spread the word about the financial advice. All right, buddy. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.